Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. We have Lisa Lanier, our official attorney on this program. She comes here every week at this time to talk about legal issues inside several legal cases. Hello, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Well, I know you love Halloween. Are you excited? Yes. So excited. I know. You think you'll get a lot of trick-or-treaters this year? We don't get trick-or-treaters, typically. We kind of live out in the country, and uh, we just don't don't get them. But uh, it's okay, because we go out and enjoy Halloween, and... We'll do something fun. Absolutely. It's um, it's my, it's like my Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. I have the house decked out. Looks like spooky woods. I mean, it's it's crazy. That's cool. Are you in costume, Lisa? I am. I am. Uh, I am a very sick anti-vaxxer. So I have uh, a kind of a tasteless, uh, you know, sort of. A <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you really took it there. Huh? Okay, she went there. Yeah. Oh, you did. Well, you're gonna be real popular. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've got I've got I've got an IV pole on wheels. I've got a hospital gown. Wow! And I'm giving and I'm giving out. We're having a little party. I'm giving out Jello shooters and syringes. <laughs> that I've had. Those are cool. They yeah, they don't spill. No. Wow. All right. All right. She's doing it, folks. Well, I hope to see this on yeah. social media She's a little going later. There. All right. Yeah. She's un- unabashedly going out as a sick anti-vaxxer. <laughs> well, she's dedicated. I mean, she decorates the house, but no one comes by. Right. That's right. 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 Some say too soon. Uh, you know, go after it. No, do, do it. it. Get in there. That's right. Iron's hot. Uh, let's get to the <laughs> stories here today. The story that Chris Dim said it reminded him of my life is from a doctor, uh, Tony T- Tannery, who is the head of spinal surgery in Massachusetts, Boston Medical uh, Surgeon, Boston Medical Center. That Nothing about that reminds him of nothing. me. But it's his work ethic? His work ethic. <laughs> he was doing an emergency ankle surgery, and right in the beginning of it, as he was cutting into the ankle, he said, you know what? I could use a chicken and pickles. Let me get to the car <laughs> and have a bite to eat. So he goes to his parked car in the parking lot, and says, I'll be back in a couple hours to finish this, or a few minutes, I guess, to finish this procedure. And then he did what I do a lot. He had his chicken and pickles, nodded off to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. Sure. It mm-hmm. happens. Heavy meal. Yep. They couldn't find him for a while. They're like, where is the doc? The where's, where's the head of, of surgery here who's doing this ankle procedure? Apparently somebody else, like a student. The a resident. resident. A resident, resident did it. A resident did it. Surgery. <laughs> And so he has, now this happened a few years ago, uh, he has been, uh, he's fined $5,000 and uh, reprimanded by yeah, the state. Told not to do it again. But that really <laughs> seemed like it should be a heavier penalty. And could the patient sue him, assuming the surgery, I guess the surgery turned out all right. What do you think here, Lisa? Were you surprised that he got off that easy? It seems like a slap on the wrist. You know, unfortunately, I think medical boards tend to do that. They tend to not really punish doctors, even for more egregious stuff than this. They just tend to be, um, you know, they're there to regulate the medical profession and to, and they hear grievances and that sort of thing. But unlike a lot of other professions that come down hard on people who, you know, don't don't follow the rules, the medical profession is kind of notorious for the opposite of just sort of looking the other way and slap on the wrist. There was actually a doctor years ago in North Carolina where I am he was a neurosurgeon. He was doing this. He was leaving. He would have a person's brain open, exposed, doing surgery, and he'd go, "You know what? I'll be right back." And he would go. He would go play golf and come back. It's Doctor Beeper. Yeah, well, That's he, he ended up. He did it. He actually did it over and over and over again, and he caused all kinds of harm, which I don't Ooh. think in this situation there was any harm. So the guy in North Carolina did eventually lose his license, but. 
one thing I would worry about, I mean, maybe this doctor was just exhausted, which doctors, you know, get exhausted, and that's legitimate. Mm -hmm. But and I'm not saying anything about the facts of this particular doctor, but sometimes this kind of behavior is actually indicative of a, of a bigger problem. And I would wonder about that. I'd say. I mean, but it's been five years now since this happened, so I wonder if there's been yeah. anything else yeah. on his record. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if he went. I, well, I wonder if he went into like treatment or something. I mean, I wonder if there's like a rehab involved or maybe, something. Because that's, you know, you wonder about that. Stuff. Well, listen, I've slept many times in front of many gyms and never gone in. Mm-hmm. We documented this yesterday. Yeah. That was my th- all through the '90s. I would get a chicken sandwich, fall asleep in front of the gym, and then wake up and go, "I'm not going in today." No. <laughs> Drive on home. But you never slice anyone open. No, yeah. no, no. I wouldn't. Left do a that. resident to do the surgery. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, the uh, this is a talk about a, a question just for today, just for this time period. There's a lot of divorced parents that are now fighting over whether or not their children should be vaccinated. Uh, just this week, they said it's okay to vaccinate kids starting at age five, now five to eleven, with a Pfizer vaccine. I believe shared legal custody means regardless of who the child lives with, parents have to agree on things like education, religious upbringing, and medical care. So, what happens if? Let's say the mom has custody, but the dad gets custody on weekends and the kid is seven and one wants them vaccinated and the other doesn't. What happens in that situation, Lisa? Who steps in? Anybody? Yeah, the judge has to decide. So basically only in situations where there is completely joint shared legal custody. It doesn't really matter what the physical custody relationship is mm-hmm. if the if the order that they're operating under says that they share legal custody. That means they share legal decision making and that they have to agree. And so when they don't agree then the court has to step in. Somebody has to petition the court to step in and decide. And apparently this is happening a fair amount. And what most family law experts are concluding is that judges are going to probably err on the side of vaccinating the child because the standard is what's in the best interest of the child. Mm -hmm. And right now, all 50 states have requirements for vaccinations such as chickenpox, polio, whooping cough. And it's likely that judges will see this along those lines. And that if we look back at precedent over Sometimes you'll have a divorce situation and one parent has converted to a religion that doesn't allow vaccinations, Mm -hmm. such as chickenpox. And judges will typically rule in favor of the vaccination. But if you get a judge who is anti, let's just say you get a judge who's anti-vaccine. He doesn't believe in it or he doesn't think it's been tested enough. Does it just depend on the judge you get? It's total luck of the draw. Could he say, well, I I don't see it this way, so no vaccination for your child? Yeah, I mean, it could certainly depend on that. I think the majority of judges are going to come down on the side of being vaccinated, but right. you're going to run into a few. There's a judge, this is another story, a judge in Spain has granted joint custody to a couple that's separating and divorcing of their dog. Does this happen in the United States? Do we actually go to judges to see who gets the dog and how long? Biggie's nodding. I would bet more than you think. More than you think. Does yeah, the, the interesting thing about it is that in this case in Spain, I think the judge was sort of trying to be funny about this because what what really was going on here is that neither one of them wanted this dog. Oh, <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, so you both get yeah. it. It's not going to the kennel. So you both get it. You're going to share it. Right, exactly. So they were both going, no, you take it. No, yeah. you take it. You know, and, uh, but, but in the United States, what happens is dogs are property, and so they don't. Judges won't order shared custody typically, but what what you are seeing a lot of is is the couple agreeing to have shared custody, yeah. and they can do that by agreement all day long. But if you get it before a judge in the equitable distribution, it's going to be like the crockpot. Somebody's going to get it, yeah. you know, not. <laughs>
<laughs> what a pain. <laughs> Drop it's just a crock pot. Yeah. You have to walk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> walk your dog over to your ex's place. Across McDonald's parking lot. God, I know. Here it's for right. a weekend. I was going to say that is a pain. I get the dog this week. Get it. Keep plus, it. Plus the dog. I mean, it's got to be confusing yeah, dog, for the yeah. dog, you know? Dave, did you get the crock pot in your separation? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> what you're wearing. I'm wearing it. What you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I got this great two GNC coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Pretty expensive. Uh, well, you know, we've got two crock pots, so that's funny. Well, that, well. Oh, yeah. oh, that must be nice. Oh, we just, a summer, that'll be an amicable party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One for summer, one for winter. <laughs> How does that work? Yes, we use our autumn crock pot. We just broke one's it up. One's for vegetables, one's for meat. Right. <laughs> one for cheese and one for non-cheese items. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's more about kids here. This is an interesting case from Texas. Magnolia School District is a public school district. They have forced a nine-year-old boy to serve an in-school suspension for a month Deprived him of research, or recess and normal lunch breaks and banned him from campus because his hair is too long. In that particular district, they specify your hair can be no longer than the bottom of your dress shirt collar, bottom of the ear, and out of the eyes. So you can't have it in the eyes. Mm. Well, now nine different students are filing lawsuits against Texas, and the ACLU has gotten in on this for, with a federal lawsuit. So you can't tell people how long they can wear their hair. But usually schools win on this kind of thing, I think. Lisa, what's going to happen in these cases? Yeah, the school's going to lose on this one. Oh, they're going to lose. Okay, yeah. They're going to lose because they're only applying it to boys. They're not saying students may not have long hair. They Mm. are saying male students may not have long hair. Mm. And uh, you cannot, you know, that... It basically, schools are not allowed, public schools are not allowed to discriminate on the base of, basis of a person's gender. And so right away, you know, seven, I think seven boys came out right away who have long hair mm-hmm. and their parents helped them. And then I think some other students joined in the lawsuit. So I think they're up to like nine students just in that little school district who are boys with long hair. And uh, they've already, a judge has already put a halt to it. They, um, the judge basically granted the equivalent of uh, of like a restraining order against the school to prevent them. It's, it's a temporary order to allow the court to hear it. But the idea is that it's such a an affront to the Constitution, Title Nine, uh, lots of things. But they're saying, no, 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 you can't enforce this because we got to let, let the judge weigh in on that. Well, I got that mm. one wrong. I thought mm-hmm. the school was going to – what if the school said, okay, girls can have hair no longer than uh, your, your shoulder blades – and boys can have hair no longer than the top of your collar. Is does that gel with what? It's still would be the same like? thing. No, you have to, it has to be a uniform. You know, really. If, if you're going to say nobody can have long hair, then that's that's got to apply to girls too. Mm. Private school could do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Private private school make their own rules, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, they do. They uh, private school has a little bit more latitude with that kind of stuff. I remember in fifth grade, Tim McGranahan got his hair cut right in the middle of the class by the teacher. Catholic school. Oh yeah. She cut yeah. it right in the middle of the classroom. Because it didn't gel. Because it was too long. We, we, it couldn't touch your eyebrows and it couldn't touch the top of your collar. That's how you lived. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel boxed in by that? Did you feel like your spirit? Yes. yes. Like a caged bird. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> times, have, times have changed. <laughs> He's a caged bird. Well, a, no, I mean, it's Catholic school. You can still do it. I had a third grade teacher in public school that read to us from the Bible every morning. Mm. <laughs> Every my, morning. Well, my daughter would be okay with that. She <laughs> likes. We that. see who ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> She's been reincarnated, Dave's teacher, as your daughter. That's my daughter. <laughs> She's Mrs. Coston. You know, my uh, my daughter the other day said, "Do you want to see the new wallpaper on my on my phone?" I said, "Sure." She goes, "It's images of Jesus," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, that's <laughs> She's very spiritual. Did you touch it in your hand, Bert? <laughs> 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 <laughs>